Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Residents in the Castle Troy and surrounding areas have come together to find a resolution to the problem of student antisocial behaviour in housing estates. They, so, they say some residents live in fear and dread of students returning each September. And they've now asked for an independent impact study of the effect students in the area are having on the community. In the last fortnight alone, they say the behaviour is getting worse with speeding cars crashing into gardens, public indecency, public urinating, trespassing, damage to property and cars, violence, theft, verbal abuse, drugs and the need for residents to clean up after students. And residents met with the local authority, Gardaí and the university last week and that was also attended by some local political representatives. Sharon and Anne, who are residents in the Castle Troy area, have been chatting to Anne-Marie about what they want and how they feel now. I think both Dan and I are shocked to see actually on the uh, front page of one of our papers today that the university has already gone ahead and made a spin about how they've met with local residents without us ever getting the minutes from the meeting yet. Um, So there's quite a lot more discussed than what was put on the front page of the paper today. We work very closely with uh, the residents of Magazine Road in County Cork um, who are approximately maybe two years ahead of what we're trying to do. They've been very successful at communicating with um, Cork University and they've recently managed to have an open letter from their president to the students this year asking for, um, please do not take actions that will now impact your future, that um, they must protect their, compu- their community and adhere to national health guidelines and act responsibly, having respect and consideration for all members of so the community. So the college is engaging in court directly with uh, the students and the residents? With the residents of yeah. Magazine Road in court, yes. Now, so we when... work very closely with them and we followed a lot of their guidelines in asking and attempting to ask the University of Limerick to, because there's precedented measures already in place, that they should try to follow these guidelines. Anytime we discuss this on the show and we get a statement in from the university, they do say they can't control what happens off campus. Uh, they don't condone it, obviously. They take it seriously. What more do you want them to do? Um, it is actually the overflow of students from the University of Limerick that is causing this disruption and this turmoil within our community and for the residents who actually live here. Um, The fact is that the University of Limerick has just over 2,500 student accommodation places available for a population of over 17,000. They have in their plans and the strategic plan for 2019 to 2024 stated that there will be an additional 4,000 students during this life plan and rising in the following years to 8,000. However, we've never seen a transparent or clear view of how they're going to house these students. And it is directly because of this that our residents in our communities who are directly adjacent to the University of Limerick are experiencing yeah, there is a big behavior. problem with accommodation. We heard about, you know, even those that have uh, accommodation sorted. There's lots of other friends sleeping on couches. So you probably have way more in the one house than you normally would have had. 
Um, and then we were talking to a taxi driver this week who said, you know, for certain events that a lot of students from around the country come down to be with friends of theirs who are renting in places like Castle Troy and they're all congregating in these areas. You have a lot of students coming into the one area and even they might not even go to the University of Limerick. So what do you want the university to do? Immediate steps that need to be taken really at the moment would be for an open letter from the president to the students regarding the community that they live in, similar to the one that was written by the UCC and to the UCC students by the president um, only last week. We also need the University of Limerick's Code of Conduct to be in line with the University of um, College Cork that clearly and transparently includes the wider community outside of the university. It only actually includes the community of the university and what happens within inside the gates. We also would like appropriate sanctions for negative behaviour and we want to see a clear, transparent pathway that's shared with us as to how it is being dealt with. Um, for example, again, in UCC, fines for students have included fines from up to 75 to 5,000 sanctions, suspensions and um, in extreme cases, expulsions for breaches of the University Code of Behaviour. What was the straw that broke the camel's back for you recently? Because, you know, for years we've been talking about the behaviour of students, some students, not all, but some students in places like Castle Troy. What was the straw that broke the camel's back for you recently that has, I suppose, pushed you to get together now and um, look at what's happening in Cork, look at what's happening in Limerick and look for action? We all have our own personal experience. I have recently um, had a man try to climb through my sitting room window who then turned around and tried to walk through the wall across the road several times. We've had... um, Students who have tried to get into our homes, um, claiming that they're their homes. We've had... Intoxicated, I presume. Intoxicated, Mm. absolutely. Um, We've had car accidents. It's it's, um, lucky that people have not been very seriously injured even in the last two weeks. And mainly it's just listening to to our community, which has been heartbreaking because this was highlighted during a global pandemic. However, this is a systemic issue that has been going on for over... 10 years. The antisocial behaviour is so extreme now that, as we said, our residents feel in fear of living in their area. And when talking to um, uh, people who've been on the residential committee for over 30 years, basically they have ever only been given, in their own words, empty promises and tea and sympathy with deaf ears and a complete lack of acceptance of the behaviour of the overflow a population of transient students and their extreme lack of basic human respect really for the residents of the communities that they okay. live in. And you, um, thanks for joining us as well, and you're obviously a resident in the area. You have a concern, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, Anne-Marie, a lot of your listeners will be aware of um, issues in college court uh, back in March where we, literally hundreds of students um, and, as you say, uh, visitors to the area as well uh, were... Um, having raised on the streets, up on roofs, uh, desperate anti-social behaviour. And following that, we had a lot of statements from UL about what was going to be done and how things were going to be taken more seriously. But here we are again, week one, semester one, and we have a similar incident up in the Green and College Court. Um, if any lessons had been learned from March, surely they would have been in place for September. And it's not acceptable for the college to say, for UL to say, that they're not responsible for what happened. If a student is staying on campus, 
the the villages are more or less run like boarding schools, as in you have lights out, mm. uh, people can't congregate. So as a result, not only do we have the 15,000 off-campus students, we have the 2,000 on-campus students coming out to the neighbouring estates, um, obviously to socialise because the campus is more or less in lockdown. So you now have a 1,000 people on having a rave on the greens in, in College Court you have one Garda patrol that came out with two people who had to withdraw from that incident because they were they were totally overwhelmed. And we require constant policing. To now, they did bring in, behavior. they did bring in, didn't they, fund extra Garda patrols of the estates? Yes, yes, they have. And I would say that that is only a short-term measure. That's only firefighting. We now have more guards policing in Castle Troy than we have in any other area within the Limerick City. So here we are in supposedly the environment of a third-level academic um, institution and we don't have students and their friends behaving as they would on campus. And has the extra guard the presence, have you noticed it? Have you seen it? Has it had any impact? It it has had a great impact. Um, uh, And I, I talk specifically from my own area here. But... I start work. I'm working from home. I would be at my window here at seven o'clock in the morning. I see cars arriving. The first thing they're doing is urinating and defecating on our front gardens. Total disrespect for people living in the area. You wouldn't do that on campus. You wouldn't get out of the car and hunch down between your doors to relieve yourself from the car park. How students would behave on campus, we're asking them to do the same off campus. And that's where we feel the code of conduct comes comes into play. So if you have the code of conduct that you expect the same code of conduct or the standards of behaviour of your students off campus as you do on campus, I think that would relieve a lot of the issues. And then then, how would it work then that is it residents would complain to the university? Is that what you'd want? um, Yes, Um, they could on the lower level and leave the uh, guards to... um, Look at the more serious issues. Like we have a huge issue with drug taking here. Yeah, at the that would be a policing matter, and that yeah, would so yeah, that's yeah. A policing matter. But the problem is, at the moment, it's not clear who's responsible for what. Because if we look at what happened again back in March, um, I think two students were brought before disciplinary committee in UL. You know, two is not significant. But the other thing is, what a lot of residents and landlords are indeed fr- frustrated with is that. There isn't a transparent complaints procedure from UL. This week, um, they were not taking phone calls. Um, anybody who would answer a phone call were told, sorry, we're not allowed to take any more complaints. Um, you you were told had, by the university uh, when you called that they wouldn't be taking any more complaints. That they wouldn't be taking any more complaints. Absolutely. Now, again, I'm. this is a report from neighbours and landlords. It was my own personal experience. But I would ask any of your listeners here who have had that experience to please contact yourselves to validate that. Okay, Um, so what are you going to do now? We have had very specific actions that we have asked of UL at the meeting last week. Um, They chose to respond to that through the Limerick leader rather than getting back to residents. But I have no doubt we will will hear from, from them shortly. We're asking them to look at the code of conduct that we can expect the same standards of behaviour off campus as on campus. We're asking them to continue funding the community garden as long as we have this issue and we're asking for CCTV um, in certain areas particularly in the walkways between 
UL and College Court. Sharon. And, and we're also asking, sorry, just finally for, for one person that we can contact and that can be the contact with you well for any issue. So the particularly... A, a kind of a liaison person a liaison, appointed yes. for the residents. Okay. Yes. So there you go. Very interesting to hear from residents, Sharon and Anne, chatting there to Anne-Marie and uh, I suppose their calm demeanour there in talking to Anne-Marie makes some of what they said all the more shocking urinating and defecating in front gardens of homes and they're pointing the finger at some students in that case um, mentioning a rave of a thousand people where a a guard of patrol um, went, just one guard of patrol and according to what um, the residents there said they had to withdraw because they were quote overwhelmed Uh, and one of them also said antisocial behaviour is so extreme now that residents are in fear of living in their own area and that's just some of what I picked up and I'm sure you heard other things uh, that were said with great clarity there by those residents of Castle Troy. So the university obviously are um, at the heart of this and um, UL responded to the media about the meeting last week because they were asked for a statement following a press release by a local councillor. And they say in the statement, uh, and, and I'm going to read it all in the interest of balance and fairness and also to give you a full sense of what we are hearing about what's happening uh, in the area around the University of Limerick at the moment. And they say members of the University of Limerick senior management team met with nominated representatives of residence groups from estates in the immediate vicinity of the campus, plus members of Ungarda Siakona and Limerick City and County Council on Friday. UL has worked extensively all summer with these groups to ensure that the return to campus of thousands of students is coordinated in as safe a manner as possible. There was positive engagement at the meeting and there will be ongoing discussion with all the stakeholders on this issue. UL acknowledges that the behaviour of a small minority of the student body who live in off-campus estates in private rented accommodation has been entirely unacceptable in recent weeks. Appeals have been made to those living in off-campus rented accommodation to be responsible. The university takes any behaviour that disrupts the campus and local community very seriously and will address matters in accordance with existing procedures outlined in the UL Student Code of Conduct. While UL cannot be a responder to off-campus incidents which are the jurisdiction of Angarda Siakana and other relevant agencies, any student who has been officially reported, investigated and found to have broken the UL Code of Conduct will face sanction. And Professor Moraid Moriarty, UL's new Vice President Global and Community Engagement, says, as we continue to encourage our students living in off-campus accommodation to be good neighbours, UL is also implementing a number of measures, together with the ongoing work with the local community, to help combat issues with antisocial behaviour in our community. The UL advocate process has been expanded, and there are now three advocates dealing with official complaints lodged to the university. To this end, we've been engaging with stakeholders over the summer. And presently, we're working with the Gardaí to fund additional policing presence in the form of patrols for the next month, she added. UL Senior Management has also approved the rollout of a community liaison framework that would engage with the community and student body living in off-campus accommodation and directly access reported incidents of antisocial behaviour. And finally, UL Student Life is also actively recruiting participants for the Mehel na McLean initiative where student patrols would encourage good neighbourly behaviour and support student safety. 
so there you go. That is what uh, UL are saying in response to that. But it's probably the first time that we have heard in such a clear and distinct way from residents and, and obviously they are, have made a decision in that area that they want this dealt with once and for all. So let's see what happens. We'll be closely, closely monitoring it. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.